0: Hey, so what's up, everybody? Welcome to The Billy Rickman Show. And last Friday, I got interviewed by Marissa Warren. She's the founder of Beyond Bronze, which is a spray tanning solution company. And um, I was doing it on a Facebook Live, and the more that the Facebook Live went on, the more I was thinking to myself, this is actually really, really great content, and I needed to share it. And so I put on a podcast for you guys to listen to and tune into, and hopefully it gives you some inspiration and motivation for your day and, uh, and some ideas of what you need to do with your business. So stay tuned. This is The Billy Rickman Show. Being in business over the past few years has become increasingly demanding. As a business owner, it's getting harder to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. The constant changes and updates in business can make you feel overwhelmed. So the question is, how do you stay ahead of the game, stay motivated, and create a business that doesn't just keep the doors open, but achieves serious profit? This podcast will answer that question. I'm Billy Rickman and this is Success Sessions. Look, I, I went into coaching because um, I was, I guess I'd guess, been doing franchising for a fair while and, um, and I was just getting people ask me, saying, hey, can you just help me with this? Or I was really starting to get heavily into digital marketing at the time and um, people were saying, oh, I've seen you getting some really, really good results with this um, or I saw your video on this. Could you help me with that? And I was like, yeah, sure. And these are people I've known in the industry for a long time and so... I decided to help them and the more they were getting results, the more people were like, can you help me ongoing kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I really hadn't thought about it at the time. And um, yeah, it kind of came about, there wasn't an, in- an intent there. It wasn't like, oh, this is what I'm going to be doing. Hey, Bianca. Um, it was just more so um, I'd been asked. And uh, when I did help, start to help people, it was it was so rewarding and so yeah it was just it's a really really nice feeling it's a really nice feeling, particularly when you get people in times of distress i mean that's not the greatest times for anybody coach or person being coached, um, but when you get them in times of distress and you're able to help navigate them out of that and then help them to put them on a path to to succeed and they start to you know all those, that anxiety and overwhelm sort of start to fade away and then they start to get excited again. The reason they got into business in the first place is because they were excited about achieving things and that kind of gets lost along the way and um and then that gets replaced with overwhelm and negativity and fear and anxiety and all these negative emotions. But then being able to strip them away again and allow that that optimism to shine through again, it's a really, really nice feeling. So I guess um, once I started having a taste of that, I was like, yeah, I could could definitely do this. And uh, so then, yeah, I sold the franchise off and we've been doing that. And then we grew so rapidly that I couldn't do it all by myself. And so I needed to get some other coaches on board. And so my main role now is, is, is really with Coach the Coaches. So I do coaching sessions every Monday with our coaches. Um, I help to develop those people and, and really help them to stay on track and educated in, in that sense.
1: Yeah, it's such a nice feeling, isn't it, to help people succeed and turn their business around. Like, it's just the nicest feeling. Like, it's really nice to see other people be successful as well.
0: Yeah, and I think we had a conversation about this the other day, right, about um, the difference between having uh, an abundance mentality or a poverty mindset or a um, a scarcity mindset where it's like, you know, some people are genuinely scared of other people's success. They don't want other people to succeed because it's like, oh, when someone else succeeds, that takes away from my success. When I just don't have that mindset at all. I think there's, there's 8 billion people on this planet. Like, there's enough to go around. If you're good enough, there's enough to go around. What you're really saying when you're scared of other people's success is that you don't think you're good enough. And the only way you can get out of that mindset is become better, add more value, deliver more, get better results for your clients. It doesn't matter if it's like, obviously, we're in coaching and you're in tanning and and product development and training, um, but it doesn't matter whether or not you cut hair or you're a beauty therapist or you own a day spa or whatever you're in. If you're scared of other people's success, really what it means is that you're not Um, you're not confident in your own ability and and your own deliverables in terms of adding value. So my advice for that would be not um, not to allow your competition to scare you, but to focus on being better at what you do.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, sometimes it can be easy when you're in a challenging situation for everything to just kind of start to spiral. So all of a sudden, like, you can, like, just be focusing about one issue and then it can just spiral into a million others. And then I feel like that's when it starts to breed that scarcity mindset and everything starts to become an issue when it doesn't even really need to be.
0: Yeah, and definitely, um, (laughs) I think as well, it's easier to blame externally than it is internally. You know, it's always the landlord's fault. It's always, Oh, the bloody Labor government, if they get in, my business is going to be ruined, which it probably will. (laughs) But we won't go into politics. Um, But, you know, it's easy easy, easy to blame your staff or the products or, um, uh, you know, the the weather. It's, oh, it's too cold now. We're slow at the moment because it's too cold. And then it comes to December. Oh, we're slow at the moment because it's really hot and no one wants to come outside the house. And it's like you need this perfect temperature of 27.36 degrees in order to be successful. (laughs) It's like... You've got to stop. You've got to stop looking externally and trying to blame external um, things. Oh, sorry, just got a coffee delivered. Um, and start to look internally and really start to reflect on what you can do better.
1: Oh, totally. Because I think sometimes change and growth is uncomfortable. Like it's not it's not a nice feeling sometimes. And sometimes you have to sit there and look at yourself and look at your business and kind of identify areas that aren't maybe working so well to make changes it can sometimes be the hardest thing, you know? So, but it is definitely worth it. If feel, you push through it.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you've got to, you've got to be stupid and insane to, to want to own your own business. <laughs> I say that in the nicest possible way. Cause I'm one of them. Like, but honestly, like there's, it's just insanity owning your own business. It really is. But, the reward from that is is so, ah, oh, it's so thrilling, and it's so you feel so accomplished, and you feel like I don't know, I think it's something just in you. I couldn't imagine working for somebody else again. I just couldn't. I would just I would go insane.
1: Well, I was having a um conversation actually with my accountant the other week, and she we were talking about like my last few years in business, and she was like, "Do you regret anything?" And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> uh, look, been learning experiences and
0: challenges. She's like, "Would you do it again?" I was like, "Yeah, 100, 100%, 100." Yeah, 100, 100 times over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd be crazy, but you'd do it. it's just. I don't know. I think um, I was listening to a really interesting podcast the other day. I think it was Tim Ferriss and, and Gary Vee, and someone got on there on the line and said, "I'm thinking about." It was a 21 year old, 22 year old, something like that. He's like, "I'm thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. Where do I start?" And Gary B's before Gary B could even say anything, I was I felt the exact same way as what his response was. It's like I honestly think if you're 21, 22, 23, and you're thinking that maybe you want to be an entrepreneur, then maybe you don't because I don't know. If, I don't know. I, certainly, there's cases. I mean, I didn't personally get my entrepreneurial sort of drive until about 25, 26. So maybe maybe there's a case to be made. But I think by and large, it's just something in you. It's just yeah. it's just something in you goes. I want to create. I want to be. I want to control my own destiny. I want to be on my own path. Um, and, and you're willing to wear those sacrifices. You're willing to do the early mornings, the late nights, the sacrificing of not being at, at parties and things like this um, in order to achieve that. And I think that it's just something inside that, that just isn't for everybody. And, and so I think that's also why a lot of businesses don't, um, don't end up lasting the course is because they, just, they do it because they want money or they do it because they want to spend more time at home but they just don't have that drive to push through those times of, of hardship when it, when it is unbelievably difficult. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, those who do, those who, you know, you said, did you have any regrets? Um, but those who do push through, like, they do it 100 times over because they can't imagine it doing it a different way.
1: So I guess, like, what's the biggest challenge that you've ever had <laughs> During your time being a business owner, and like, what did you kind of do to overcome it? Like, what could you tell other people to overcome challenges with they're facing right
0: now? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't tell you just one. Like one, a story I've told in the past was um, where I was owed a lot of money, um, and for a period of time, it was really, really dire. And um, there was a situation where I couldn't afford milk. Right? There was there was enough milk in the house to either put milk on my son's cereal or on my cereal in the morning, but we couldn't afford to do both. So I had to put water on my wee because, and have put milk on his, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Terrible doubt, it went the other way. Um, but like literally not, and it wasn't like, oh, just go and find some money. Like, oh, just, you know, go and get 10 bucks. So i go and get some milk later. It was, it was legitimately like I had no way of, of buying milk. And um, this wasn't a, a huge, like a long time ago. Like, this was in the past, you know, sort of five, six years. And um, yeah, it, it, I, I know I've, I've had many, many occasions like that where it's been so unbelievably difficult. And I think finance is usually the thing that causes people to, Topple um, yeah. over, and the stress that goes along with that because you do, there's, it's not just like, you know, people talk about money. It's like, oh, I want to be rich. Or, I want to have money and things like that. But money is not the thing they want. Money, It's the freedom that, that comes with the money, yeah. right? And conversely, the opposite applies where it's like if you don't have money, then you lose your freedom, right? It's yeah. like I don't, have the, I don't have the freedom to to go and put fuel in my car to drive somewhere. I don't have the freedom to go and buy something for my children that they need. I don't have, you know, it's, it's, it closes in. You, you lose your freedom when you don't have money. And I think that's ultimately where businesses sort of topple over is when, they, when their funds run out, they start to question in their mind, do I want to do this anymore? And so yeah. the, the, in answer to your question about what, what would be the thing that got me through um, and my advice to anybody who is, you know, having issues with finance or what have you, then my advice would be that um, you need to really, really, really understand why you do what you do. Yeah. Um, because that's the only thing that will get you through. If you believe, like if you, you know, for example, if you put it on a bigger scale and somebody thought that they had found a cure for AIDS or cancer or something like that, and they were, and they thought they were eight months away from developing this cure that was going to save billions, well, potentially billions of lives over a period of time. Um, and they were running out of money or they were getting tired, that person wouldn't just go, I just give up, stuff it. You know, because their reason why is so compelling. It's like, there's no way in the world, I'm gonna save billions of lives, there's no way in the world I'm going to give up on this. And then now if you bring that to a smaller scale with your own business, if you have a reason that's strong enough to continue on with your business, if your reason why you do what you do is strong enough and compelling in your business, then you'll just push through. And that's what happened with me. Like I just believed that there was a better future. I believed that I was going to do better things for my family and other people and things like that. And that's what actually um, pushes you through those hard times. But if you don't, if you just wake up in the morning and go, ah, I just, I'm just a business owner. Like, yeah, you, you will have hard times where you struggle whether or not you want to go on for sure.
1: Yeah, and I love that. Like, that's something that I've definitely been um, talking about a lot lately as well, like your wine business. And, you know, like, thanks so much for sharing that story and being really real about that because I feel like that is probably a challenge that a lot of people face. And, you know, I've even had moments where, like, I've had times where I'm like, this is literally the worst moment of my entire life. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like I could get any more on rock bottom than I am. And like I said yeah. before, I feel like that point that you get to after those times is always so much better than anywhere you've been. <laughs> um,
0: and, then, and then it will dip again, but that's totally, just business, right? Totally, yeah.
1: It's kind of important in those moments to like, really stop, centre on your why, and I think definitely as well, like maybe... Well, instead of like feeling like you're going to throw your hands up in the air and give up, which is definitely what you're going to feel like doing. But I think definitely kind of like stopping and thinking, "Okay, is there instead of following this path, which is clearly going in this direction, can I maybe sidestep onto another path and try a couple of different things that can lead me still to the ultimate goal? So instead of giving up, it's kind of like looking at different avenues to kind of take instead.
0: Exactly. And you know, you see, you see, it all that's, a, that's a Hollywood movie in every movie you can ever, there's, there's a documentary or a book or I don't even, it was something someone um, did a fair bit of research into this and, and they articulated it really well about how 90% of movies are made in Hollywood. The successful ones anyway, if you look at Titanic or you look at, you know, those big, big ones where it's like someone at the start, the hero starts off with his ultimate goal, right? And in the first Half an hour, you, you, you either fall in love or you hate, depending on how it works, um, with the the, the, um, the the hero of the story. And they have these goals. This is what they want to achieve. Or, you know, Jack in, in Titanic, his goal was to get to America. And um, I think, or the other way. Yeah, you get to America. And so they they have these goals. And um, but then what happens along the way is that something dramatic happens. Like, you know, um, something dramatic and it shifts them off course. But then... Yeah they end up reaching their destination, but it's not the initial destination they had in their own mind. And so someone uses a really good example. It's like um, someone trains their whole life for, for the Olympics and um, they get, you know, they qualify for the Olympics, they make the team, and then two months out, they fall and break their leg. Right? Yes. And it's the worst thing in the whole world. Can't imagine anything worse. But then during that rehabilitation, they, they befriend a, an up and coming 12 or 13 year old track star. And then they starts to mentor him. And then fast forward 10 years later, he's the coach of this person at the Olympics. And then this is just the bigger dream. You know, this is the bigger result and a bigger achievement and bigger success for this person who thought that their main goal was to actually go to the Olympics. But actually, they found better success and more reward in taking somebody else to the Olympics. And so, yeah, that happens in business all the time where you think you're so hell bent on this is where I have to go. This is where I'm going to be. And then you shift off course a little bit and you end up somewhere else, but you find out it's better than what you anticipated in the first place.
1: Yeah, totally. hundred percent.
0: We'll be right back after this short break. We'll be right back after this short break. Running a salon is hard work. You have to know how to get clients, keep clients, make sales... Look after your team, do training, manage budgets, create rosters and the list goes on. With so many resources available to teach people how to cut hair or do facials better, there is however a real lack of resources to help and teach salon owners how to run a successful business. This is why so many people who open their own salon do so with big dreams and big goals but soon become tired, unhappy and out of money. Salon Growth Con was created to give salon owners the tool they need to not only survive in business, but to seriously thrive. Over two huge days, you get to learn from 23 industry leaders and experts who will teach you everything you need to know about marketing, sales, leadership, management, and so much more. US TV celebrity Tabitha Coffey from Tabitha Takes Over headlines this huge event on the Gold Coast. And this is the one event not to be missed for anybody wanting to succeed in the hair and beauty industry. Abundance awaits every single salon owner if they want it. You just need to learn the skills and know-how to make it happen. So come and join Tabitha Coffee, myself and 23 other speakers, along with 1,500 salon owners for one weekend that will change your life. If you haven't yet got your tickets, head to www.salongrowthcon.com that's www.salongrowthcon.com to get your tickets before they're all gone.
1: Um. So I guess like I feel like as well in business, it's really important to innovate. Like what's the saying, innovate or die? You know, like... Yeah important to always be thinking about, okay, how can I be better, what can I do to make my business better, my products, my service, my client experience better. Um, And it is one of those things like you can't stay the same and stagnate at all. Uh, Everything is growth, like everything has a life cycle. So what do you feel, what would be the top three tips, I guess, to be able to innovate your business?
0: Oh, um, top three tips to innovate. I think not being afraid to fail is you have to, have to, have to push through that. Um, If you're scared that every single idea you have may fail, then you're never going to take a step forward in anything. Um, And so probably one of the things I've I've done well in the past with innovating and creating, and and even now with Selling Growth Con coming up, this is our first event. We're trying to get 1500 people. We're trying to fill a convention center. There's there's hundreds, I think it's a $400,000 event close to, and, um, you know, this is our first rodeo. This is the first time doing it. So every, the amount, every single meeting we have in the morning, we have a daily meeting and every single day it's like, okay, what's, what's a new idea? What's a different idea? Okay, cool. And you know what, like we said the same thing um, internally all the time to each other. It's like, there's no one strategy we have used for this event that has gone, oh wow, that just sold us 200 tickets. There hasn't been a single strategy that has done that. What there has been is 400 strategies that have sold two or three tickets. And no matter how deep we go on those strategies, it's kind of just like, you know, my, even my wife said to me the other day, she's like, you know, the, the Dory thing from Finding Near, I was like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And she the same too, because that's kind of how it feels, right? There's, there's no one strategy. And it's through that innovation, it's through that ability to sit down and go, I'm just going to swing this bat a 1,000 times. 950 of them, we might strike out, we might miss the ball. But 50 of them will hit it, and we'll hit it out of the park. And so, um, with innovation, what are the top tips? Of innovation? Absolutely, the 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 you have to have to have to re- remove that um, that that limitation of fear, where it's just like, what if I try this and it doesn't work? If that's your yeah. if that's your um you know your default mindset, you'll never innovate anything because you'll never ever start anything because you'll be too scared to do it. Um, so, definitely removing fear. The second thing I'd definitely say is to um, don't be afraid to try things that are not in your normal wheelhouse. So um, if you read something or you watch a video and, and you get inspired by it, don't just think, oh, well, that won't work for me or that won't work for, thanks, Marie. Mary? Marie? I think it's Marie. Yeah. <laughs> things saying? we've we've chatted so many times but I'm, I'm never quite sure and it's always those times where you say it and you go, yeah that's it and they go, No, that's wrong uh-huh. <laughs> sorry um so um I, I definitely think um yeah so uh trying things that are not necessarily in your wheelhouse so just just trying different things rather than just you know saying this is how my industry works this is how my clients want it this is how my business runs this is my demo or my my demographic there's there's that saying in business, like, look at what everybody else is doing and then do the opposite. And it's kind of like when you innovate, kind of have that idea, that mindset as well. Don't just stick to what is always been done. And a perfect example is this, we've got a a client we've just taken on at the moment. And, um, you know, they're they're a doctor's clinic and uh, we're kind of using some different imagery, right? And they go, but that's not how our industry uses those imagery. I'm like, yeah, but the reason you've come to us is because you're not getting results with your marketing. And so if you're not getting results with your marketing using the traditional ways, why not try something else? And then it comes back to that first thing about swinging that a thousand times. We might try something else. It may not work. That's why we're not going to go all in or put everything, you know, on black. We're going to put little bits and pieces on different things and try it. And then you see what works. And then the third thing to innovate as well is probably surround yourself with a good peer group. Um, because the amount of the amount of times that you come up with a good idea and then you say to your friends or family I've got this idea and they go oh I wouldn't do that that's a bit risky or uh, you know I don't know if that will work and you go yeah it probably won't work what you want to do is surround yourself with a peer group who go yeah I've got this idea and they kind of laugh at you and they go that sounds flipping crazy Billy but let's give it a go anyway (laughs) and you kind of like you know like they're supportive and then through that optimism, they kind of bring their own ideas in as well. And then they say, um, you know, what do you think about this, Billy? Like They will start to come in with ideas as well. And then you go, you know what? Same response. That may not work, but let's give it a go anyway. And I'm not saying just try everything and say yes to every idea because that can, that can really drain your resource of time. But you, don't wanna, you also don't want to suffocate ideas. You don't want to like just surround yourself with people who every single time you say an idea, they go, oh, no, that won't work or what have you. You really want to surround yourself with peers who will say, yeah, cool. Let's, let's, let's look whether or not that will work and then try it. So that would be it. Yeah. yeah. Remove fear, uh, surround yourself with a positive peer group and, uh, and try things that are experimental.
1: Yeah, I'd love that. And I mean talking about surrounding yourself with amazing people, like you're putting together salon growth con, which is looking to be a great segue. A bit. Oh,
0: great I segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially that sparkly wall behind you. I didn't learn my lesson the other day, did I? Yeah.
1: yeah. So I mean, look, massive hats off to you for organising this event because I know firsthand what it's like to organise events, and I literally think I ran on no sleep for months leading up to the events, and then after the event, (laughs) you crash for like a week. You go MIA the week after. I totally understand.
0: Thanks, thank you.
1: (laughs) Share the event, like tell me about the event. What kind of made you want to bring it on and put it together, and how can people get tickets to this amazing event? (sighs)
0: <sighs> um, so they can go to salengrowthcon.com uh, which is the website. So SalengrowthCon.com will give you all the information. But basically the reason for putting on the event is um, you know at the very, very start of this conversation we were talking about coaching and how it's um, and why it's important or why people do what they do with coaching. And ultimately um, the reason a lot of people do it, very rarely, it's not never, but very rarely do we get a lot of people coming to coaching and go, you know what, I'm doing so well. And I need to do better. And um, it happens, but there's, not, there's nowhere near it as, as opposed to people who come into coaching and go, um, I'm really on the bones of my ass and I need to fix this. And so that's usually the situation where people come into coaching. And, um, and so when you deal with these many clients on a day-to-day basis, constantly all these leads and things like this coming in saying, hey, my business is not doing well, you really start to think about why are you not doing well? Okay, and so you you go through the checkpoint. Do they have a passion for the industry? Almost everybody we speak to has a passion for the industry. I I very rarely, if ever, have someone come to me and go, I really hate the hair and beauty industry and I'm in it. It it usually doesn't happen. They normally love the hair and beauty industry. That's why they got into it. That's why they've stayed so long. That's why they opened their own business in it. Um, Okay, cool. So why did you get into business? Well, I got into business because I love the industry so much and I wanted to, you know, double down on that. And I really wanted to have some creative freedoms. I didn't want to work for somebody else. I wanted to make some more money and I want to have a better work-life balance with my family. Okay, cool. So, you, we have a passion there. We have a reason to do what we do. So, why aren't you successful in it? Well, ultimately, what, what I found out is that a lot of people just don't know how to run businesses. It's as simple as that. They just don't. And so, I started to investigate and research and find out like, okay, well, what what are the resources available for people? And sure, the the government has some small business courses, Um, you know, the the hair expos and beauty expos and places like this have um, elements to them where they've got business related sort of sessions. Um, But ultimately, most of the focus in training and education and conferences in the industry is based on the technician. It's based on how do I cut hair better? How do I be a better facialist? How do I do a better massage? How do I, you know, how do I be better at my craft? How do I be better at my trade? And there is not a lot of dedication and focus towards how do I be a better salon owner? How do I manage my books? How do I manage a team? How do I roster? What are the benchmarks? What are the KPIs? How do I get new clients? How do I look after my existing clients? What do I do if a staff member leaves? What do I do if someone takes all my clients? Like all of these things that happen in business and they just don't know. And it's kind of like, you know, the difference between someone going into the gym who has been a personal trainer for 20 years and going in and just going, I want to put on, you know, 10 kilos of muscle, and then just going in doing bench press, bicep curls, eating the right foods, and they get really muscly. And then that other person who just walks into the gym and goes, "I want to put on 10 kilos of muscle," and they just kind of standing around looking at all the weight equipment, and and going, "I don't know how to do it though." And then inevitably, yeah. what ends up happening is they just they just don't go back to the gym. So um, this was a trend I was seeing over and over and over and over and over again. And so I wanted to create an event where people go. Um, You know, this is solely and wholly. It's not going to teach you a single thing. Not one single speaker is going to get up and say, this is how you do a better color, or this is how you do better balayage, or this is how you do um, a better skin needling treatment, or this is the latest laser machine. There's none of that, zero. And I was very, very particular about that with the speakers. The whole event, which goes for two days on the Gold Coast, is wholly and solely focused towards how do I be a better business person? How do I succeed in this industry? How do I do better? And, and so ultimately, that's what the event is, is about. It goes for two days. There's 23 speakers. We've got Tabitha Coffee coming who's going to headline the event. Um, and um, we've got a cocktail gala on the Saturday night. And that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. I'm really, really, really excited. We've had such a good response for it, which which goes to show there's definitely a need for it.
1: Yeah, beautiful. That was a really long answer, wasn't it? <laughs> well, no, but it's so good though. And some of the speakers that you have, you know, I feel really fortunate over the last few years throughout my time being a business owner to have been able to connect a network with some of the beautiful people that we have in the industry. And, I, you know, I feel really fortunate and grateful. I think that there are so many beautiful people within this industry that have the right intentions at heart and truly want to give and give back to people. So, you know, I'm really excited. I think for the speakers, they're going to be there. I think everyone has so much to bring to the table um, and just so much value and content to give to people. So it's going to be such a great event. And yeah, thank you for putting it on because I think it's something that definitely has an impact on the industry. Definitely.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I definitely think as well. So I'm, I'm really excited.
1: Oh, uh, good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm excited
0: to go there as well and speak. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You're going to be doing one of the roundtables, which is awesome. I think um, now that we've got to know each other a little bit better and we've we'll been having some more of these conversations, I, I really genuinely feel like, um, not that I didn't think before, but now it's confirmed for me, uh, that you've got a lot of amazing value to deliver to people. So I'm thinking a lot of people are going to get a lot from hearing you speak and your words of wisdom.
1: Thank you. I feel like we've asked some, um, each other some really good business questions, like challenged each other a little bit with some questions, so it's been good. And hopefully it's, it's good. Yeah, but I think I feel like it's things that business owners are also going through and have probably felt or experiencing as well. So, you know, hopefully people are getting some um, value out of the, the interviews that we've been doing as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and one of the things I really wanted to, I know you've got to wrap up, but um, one of the things, um, the other benefits of coming to Salon GrowthCon as well is you're going to be surrounded by, you know, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of other salon owners. And when you get to talk to them, you're actually going to realize that everything you're going through, they're going through as well. And you're not alone. Everybody is going through the same stuff. And so um, it's kind of like a nice feeling to go, ah, oh, all right, I'm not the only one who doesn't get it. Or I'm not the only one who has this self-doubt. I'm not the only one who has these fears. Um, everybody has it. And so that's kind of a nice feeling as well, to surround yourself with people who, who get how you feel and can support you and, and maybe give you some good guidance and advice about how to get through things.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think having those strategies to be able to work through it is, like, crucial and fundamental because that definitely is make or break between giving yeah. up or pushing through. Yeah, totally.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh, beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Billy, and enjoy your long weekend. I hope you get to enjoy family time this weekend.
0: It's my son's birthday today. It's his first birthday, so uh, oh, I'm going to be. Birthday. Yeah, thanks. I'll, um... <laughs> and of course, it's his big brother's um, first big brother birthday because we had to include him. So. Yeah, yeah. So just nice. So we, we had a little bit of a thing this morning, and we'll have a, another thing this afternoon or this evening. So it'll be nice.
1: Oh, beautiful. I love kids' birthday parties, honestly. They are
0: so
1: fun. Because <laughs> you get to so <laughs> eat <Yeah>. cake. <laughs> awesome. Do uh,
0: awesome. Enjoy. Have a great weekend.
1: And, um, I will
0: do. You, you too. too. Thanks so much, Marissa. I really appreciate it. No worries.
1: Thank
0: you. Bye. Bye bye. Hey, guys, if you've loved this episode of the podcast, please make sure you hit that share and subscribe button so you don't miss any of our future podcast episodes. And don't forget also to go to SalonGrowthCon.com forward slash the dash details to make sure you get your ticket for SalonGrowthCon 2019, June 15, 16 here on the sunny Gold Coast. Want to keep up to date with all my videos, posts, and free content? Head to Facebook and like my page at Facebook.com forward slash Billy You can also find me on Instagram by searching TheRealBee underscore Rickman.